What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in again for another episode of Everything Explained with TDG. Once again, if you're listening and you like the episodes, please feel free to let your friends know about the podcast. Um, We don't have ads, we don't have anything, but we do have you and we do have the listeners, so please let other people know and that way we can get this thing going. So today's episode, um, we're doing it on synthetic biology, and this has got to be one of the craziest episodes um, we have done to date especially on the world of technology and what things have gotten um, to where, how we've gotten to where we're going. Um, And this is like a huge part of it, um, I'd have to say. So Um, synthetic biology being that, so basically, obviously biology is the study of how things come about, how things are made, ourselves, who we are, the systems within our body. It's all biology and forms of biology that go from there. So um, how that works is is these all these different things that take into account and how how that um, comes about. So what synthetic biology is is actually taking and looking into the DNA strands within our body. So our body is what they've been able to figure out is that DNA is actually made up of things that are repetitive. So they happen a lot and when you find something that is repetitive and is done in a way that can be systematically understood, um, you then get a situation where you might be able to take advantage of that and utilize that. Um, And so that's what was been utilized for the creation of the COVID-19 vaccine. So that is a form of synthetic biology. Um, And why that's a form is that the mRNA vaccine has basically been able to take the uh, COVID-19 virus, understand it on a DNA level and a systematically computerized level, and then it's able to punch out a vaccine utilizing basically like computer coding, like zeros and ones and understanding it on that level. That's why when we're saying systematic, it's, it's a way that we can look at it and a computer could look at it and say, Hey, I can figure this out just based off this. I don't need to see certain situations. It doesn't need to know all that. It just needs to know the basics and, and it's able to kind of go from there. Um, so the company, um, Moderna obviously was one of the first to really pioneer that sort of technology, MRNA, but that at the end of the day is an out branch of what we know as, um, synthetic biology and, um, where synthetic biology sort of comes from. And there's a long timeline as to how it's been coming about. Um, basically 1910, it was sort of the first, I, in, in 1910 was the first identifiable, identifiable use of that term synthetic biology. Um, it was actually in Stefan Leduc's publication, Theory Physico Chimique de la Vie Génération Spontanée. Some great French there. Um, he also noted this term in another publication, La Biologie Synthetique, in 1912. I mean, that's right there. I mean, that the name of the title of it, the title of it, synthetic biology. And so it took another 51 years. It took us to 1961 until there was sort of another uh, look into it, which was um, uh, Jacob and Monod 
uh, postulate cellular regulation by molecular networks from their study of the IAC operin and E. coli and envision the ability to assemble new systems from molecular components. And what this is starting to realize is people are starting to realize like, oh, can we create something from another thing's DNA? Can we take air and turn it into something? Now we'll get back to that later, but you know, it really does come into play later. And so now as we move on into the eighties, the first DNA amplification by the polymerase chain reaction using a thermostable DNA polymerase in published in science by Melise et al. Uh, these obviated adding new DNA polymerase after each PCR cycle, thus creating a greatly simplifying DNA mutagenesis and assembly. So at this point, we're starting to understand that DNA can be messed with a lot. Um, we can take DNA, we can do new things with DNA that we, we didn't know before. And this is really the, the startings of everything. And so not too long after, in 2003, um, biobrick plasmids, which is basically understanding like where do all the DNA information stored? And so we found that we can store it in a thing called biobrick, uh, which was created by Tom Knight. Um, and it was founded at MIT. And as things have gone, that was sort of also the time when mRNA was starting to be created at this time as well. So mRNA doesn't go back the past year into COVID, it actually goes back about 15, 20 years. And so now, as we've moved along the timeline, we found that you can actually create things from things. If you know, if you get what I mean. So basically what we're able to do now is we're actually able to take something like, who knows? We're able to take air and turn it into a little something called meat. And if you think that's weird or don't understand it, there's a company called Air Protein. And they've been able to take the DNA that we find in air and turn it actually into protein meat. That is nuts. That is crazy. That is insane. So we've been able to see that. We've been able to utilize that. And so that's actually been done um, on a... I'm sorry, my Alexa is going off. Wow. Alexa. So that's basically where we're at now. So as we've seen over time, it's very synthetic biology is brand new. There's big companies doing some cool things with it. And I'm sure over the next 10 years, we're going to see a massive gain in what synthetic biology is doing. Um, it's, 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 it's really crazy to see what, um, this, this thing we're able to basically in a way, and, and, and it causes for concern, but you're able to, you're able to play God in a way you're able to create things from nothing. You're able to, you would be able to take essentially water and turn it into wine, which is amazing, but also very scary because what we've seen 
And what pe and people who are majorly scared of is the idea that you'd be able to take and create new diseases and do things just in your, basically in your backyard. Um, so some kid in the middle of nowhere who maybe has a uh, problem with his friends is able to go back and he's super smart and able to understand how these things work and create something that's totally from nothing that ends up hurting a lot, a lot of people. And that is one cause for concern with it. Um, but at the same time, they are, we are creating and it is amazing what it is able to do um, on a lower level and a wider level when it comes to, like we said, turning air into protein. We're also able to change how um, farms utilize biofuel. You're able to change um, manufacturing cycles and how quick they can get to a certain product. It's amazing, and we don't know where it's going to end up. It's brand new. It's 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 super, you know, in its infantry. It's going to be something that over the next probably 100 years, we learn to utilize and create, and it might be something that honestly ends up on Mars at some day. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with it? It is crazy. I mean, if you were able to go over with the same technology over to Mars and just take the air, take whatever, and turn it into whatever you need, well, then you'd be able to survive over there on a higher, a different level. So, who knows where it's going to end up? We don't know. But that's all we have on synthetic biology today. That is everything explained with TDG today. So, if you've learned a little bit about synthetic biology, you want to take it to somebody else, you want to look up some of the things like air protein, please look it up. Super cool. But that's it for today. If you like the episode, share it with somebody. And yeah. Have a good rest of the week. Peace out.